Hey, you're listening to the Scottish Watches Live Lugs Edition, where we rip the audio from our weekly Friday afternoon YouTube chats on the Scottish Watches Live channel and feed you it so you can enjoy it in the same way you listen to your regular podcast shows. The audio is as broadcast on YouTube and it is done all live over Zoom, so please forgive any audio glitches. So it is on with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Scottish Watches Live this fine Friday. You should see all the usual suspects and a couple, well, actually one suspect and one kind of guy. No, actually two new suspects. We've not seen Mike either. And then there's Jody. But Jody's now kind of one of the Scottish, Scottish, so he kind of counts uh, in that way. So let's do what we normally do and start the intros. And we'll start them from the person who is leftmost on my screen, YouTube, and that is Mike. Say who you are, where you are, and what you are wearing on your wrist, please. Good afternoon. I am Mike. I run a website called wristwatchreview.co.uk, which is easy for other people to say. I can't say it. Uh, and I'm in sunny Hull. Well, it's really in Hull in England today. And I'm wearing on my wrist, um, I'll throw it upside down, a Seagull 1963. Very nice. Then next to my screen is new person to the show. It is Lucy. You can't say where you are because you're skiving at work, but who are you and what are you wearing? <laughs> Roughly... I'm finished, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, I'm Lucy. You can find me on Instagram at the Watchbox Diaries. I am coming from a very dreary and rainy East England. Um, and I have my very small, my 1945 vintage long jeans. Very good. Next up, Sean. Hi everybody, I'm Sean from at the Complicated Wrist on Instagram. I'm coming from Washington DC today and I'm wearing my JLC sector dial today. Very nice, very nice. Very nice. Derek. Hey, I'm Derek Hager in Brooklyn, New York. And since we're talking about small brands, I'm wearing the Unimatic uh, U1. That's it. Cool. And Dave. Hello, I'm Dave. I'm, I'm where I usually am and I'm wearing uh, Seamaster 1948. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, Sophie, you're next on screen. Hello, everyone. I'm Sophie Rindler at Sophie Rindler on Instagram in not sunny Miami. Very rainy, too. I guess it's kind of universal today. And I am wearing a Tucker Skytrain Hydro Dip Blue. Did you sneak out the stock cover, did you? And then next up is Ricky. I am in Scotland. And I have just received this wee guy here. Jody, what's this called? I believe it's called a Bronze Zelos Mako 3. Yep. Oh, very good. <laughs> yeah. Jody, Jody, who are you? Where are you? And what are you wearing? Uh, my name is Jody. I have the Just One More Watch YouTube channel. I'm also Just One More Watch on Instagram. And I am in my new house different from the last time I was with you all in Sydney, Australia, which is why I can't find my old headphones. So I've got the big cans on today. <laughs> and I was tipped off, so I am also wearing a Zelos Bronze Mago, but this is a Mago 2 with the Meteorite dial. Ah, very good. Cool, excellent. Right, well, let's just uh, crack on. I'm obviously wearing a panorama. Let's just crack on uh, with talking to Mike first of all. So Mike, this is your uh, website. Let's just share the screen for all to see. I'm sure you picked the right one. That, well, oh, yes. I, <laughs> I picked the right one. I've not... Uh, not my specialist <laughs> website then. 
at other websites. This doesn't look like live watches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, controversial. Anyway, so Mike, tell us how you got involved in this and what your kind of speciality is within uh, Wristwatch Review UK. Yeah, well, um, I got into this hobby probably about three or four years ago, and, and like everyone does, um, back four years ago, there wasn't a great deal of channels, like Jody's channel, for example, that deals with these lower-priced entry-level watches, and you'd find yourself um, in my kind of situation, Googling, is XYZ Mushroom brand watch any good or not? Um, and I started to make a collection, build it up, get more and more watches, as you do, learn about what's good and what's bad. And what I wanted to do with my website is put some kind of a resource together to try and uh, learn, so people can learn about some of these low price watches that are out there. Um, you know, I, I rarely cover the bigger brands. I rarely cover expensive brands. Most of what I cover is kind of sub 500 pounds. And uh, essentially, um, I do enter two things with the website. First one is to give the opinion on watches that I've bought that I own, uh, which some of them are. And the other one is to try and introduce some of the Kickstarter watches. So a lot of the brands that run Kickstarter campaigns will send me a watch for a week and I'll take some photographs in my amateurish way, share my sort of basic opinions as a kind of a, a watch enthusiast that isn't particularly technical about these things. Um, and I answer, the question I aim to answer is not, is this watch attractive? Because you've already decided that. It's essentially, is this watch well built and is it worth the money? Good stuff. So, uh, uh, you and Jodie, have we got you and Jodie on as competitors in on this particular it's match? <laughs> no, 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 no. Compatriots. I don't think I'm anywhere near his link. <laughs> no, no, no. Very, very similar. I think we do a similar thing in a lot of ways. Good stuff. Cover a lot so, of the same watches. So, yeah. what are you reviewing at the moment? What Have you got lots of stuff in, getting ready, or is it just a steady flow, or do you have to, you know, dig for and steal like we do? Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting time because of COVID. I was getting quite a good run of microbrand watches, Kickstarter campaigns that were coming up. And when COVID hit in China back in March of next year, that seemed to kind of dry up quite a lot. Um, and I had a little bit of a, a dull period. And most of what is on the front page of my site currently is what I would politely call kind of fashion brand stuff. So it's fashion brands that have got in touch and sent a watch. And so I've reviewed the watch to give them a bit of, of coverage and so on. But um, there's not a great deal. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline, but a lot of it is not um, that exciting. It's not to say that it's not good watches or that it's not anything wonderful, but that Neminus that's on the front page, for example, is probably one of the most interesting watches that I've had in for quite some time because it's just so different. So uh, I'm hoping to get a few more things like that over the next few months that are just that little bit different. That have just got something about them that's a little bit outside of the norm because um, I feel like I've done quite a lot of these kind of um, affordable luxury dress watches recently. I've done a lot of black bezel dive watches and uh, I think people are getting a bit sick of those kind of things and want something that's a little bit out of the ordinary. Well, see that one that's on the screen just now? Yeah, yep, that go. one there. Yeah. yeah, that one looks like the thing from Fa Fantastic Four's ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> Is he not the same? So this does not look like him. Forget about his genitalia either. Well, We've got to lower the tone somehow. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Yeah, to... Go on, mate. Yeah, I, I did make that comment, not about the ball sack, but I did make the comment about the, uh, the thing from Fantastic Four on there. Great minds. Um, Mike, I, I have a question for you. What do you qualify as 
non-expensive when you say it's like unexpensive watches what does it mean to you on your platform generally uh less than 300 pounds which is what 350 dollars that's most of what i cover falls into that range some of the kickstarter stuff creeps into the kind of sub 500 pounds mark but the vast majority of what i cover is kind of 200 quid that kind of uh okay not not ultra ultra cheap but what, what I'm looking at is that somebody, for example, who is thinking of going to the high street and buying a watch from the high street, who will see either Michael Kors and Rotary and maybe some lower-end Seikos, that kind of price range is what I'm trying to do to, to basically to prove to you what kind of better watches you can get for the same kind of price range. Okay. That makes sense. Good. Sometimes in, inexpensive can have so many meanings, which kind of need to gouge what it means. So yeah, that would be. Yeah, I don't. I don't cover much of the ultra ultra cheap stuff. Um, I put the odd Pagani design and thing onto there every now and again when I've picked one up. But yeah, mainly it's that. It's that slight one. It's it's the people that are looking to buy their first good watch and want an entry into that. And if they don't buy one of the watches that's featured on my site, they'll probably get a folded link bracelet, fashion brand watch that's fine but isn't particularly the best way that you can spend that kind of yeah. money. So that, that's what I'm looking at. People that are starting to look into the kind of 500 pound Christopher Ward and above, um, sort of mid-range to, to, to good watch. Probably not going to find many watches. Can you get a voucher for them? Yeah, yeah, everyone's got a voucher for them. <laughs> There's always a sale on. I, got, I actually got an email from them today with a voucher. There you go. I got an email from Mike Franz today. Did you? What's he saying? Mm-hmm. He said he listened to the episode with Nicholas and loved it. Thank you. So is he buying a fears? He probably got a freebie. I don't know. <laughs> Hundred pounds off. So well, exactly. So before we move on, then, Mike, at the moment, what is the let's say the top? And Jody, you should chip in here as well. See if you agree or disagree. What is the top three micro brand watches currently on sale? You think folks should have a look at? Yeah, I think I've struggled to answer that one. But the problem I've got is that most of the watches that I review tend to be Kickstarter campaigns. So the stuff that I like is generally not available outside of that Kickstarter campaign, sometimes for some time later. So the stuff that I've reviewed lately that I think is um, kind of half decent, you're probably going to struggle to get hold of. Uh, I'm just scrolling through looking at what's a micro brand. So I picked up the, um, I reviewed the Miles Giriventi Quattro recently, which I think you've had as well, Rick. Uh, yes. Which was interesting. It's an interesting brand. I, I really like the guys behind the brand. Um, and so that was one that I particularly thought was uh, a nice watch worth looking at. Mike, did, of, you, uh, did you enjoy the Mitch Mason Chronicle? I saw you reviewed that one a few months ago. Yeah, I quite, I quite like that one. It was, it was not the kind of watch that I would normally have picked up on, that Mitch Mason. Uh, it's yeah. not normally the kind of thing that I get sent, uh, to be quite honest with you. But I did really like it. I really liked the smaller size. And yeah. I started off collecting military-style watches, so it's quite nice to have a military style on that one. So, yeah, I, I think that one's uh, what there. Is it one of the top three that you can currently get on the market? I'm not sure. But uh, it's certainly a decent looking watch. Uh, I did prefer the darker dialed one to the light dialed one. Yeah, I, I, I had a look at a couple of the darker dials. I thought for a first effort, that's really good. And if that guy, if he continues in a similar vein to the one he started in, then I think he'll do really well. I think he's got a, a good idea, nice design, nice style. Yeah, and I think the, the other thing that really struck me about was the, the leather work and the presentation of the leather watch strap and uh, yeah. the leather roll that it came in. All really, really nicely done. And that's somewhere that I see corners being cut all the time. So it was nice to see something yeah. half decent. 
Cool. And a final one to keep an eye out for? Uh, well, coming up, I've got a couple that are coming up soon uh, for review, which uh, are quite interesting. And I'm just looking to see what it's called. There's um, one that I've not actually reviewed it myself, but it's one that was reviewed by um, a chap called Keith Campbell, who uh, contributes some, web, some stuff to the website, uh, called the Zero West P4 Spitfire, which is uh, coming from Zero West, as you might imagine. That's a really nice looking aviation style watch that's got... Uh, it's a Spitfire in it, I believe, which uh, I think is what Tribus are also about to do. So that's Tribus or another brand to watch out for. Good get three of those sent up for a look next week, I think, from Zero really West. Yeah. yeah, I'd be interested to see what you think. I've not had one myself, but um, I've seen the pictures and the review, and it looks like it's a really solid watch. Cool. Good. Okay, Right, uh, before we move on, we're just going to, we're guys going to skip to a quick hit miss, maybe because you may have realised that we're one person who's normally here missing, and that is Mr. Phil Philogius, who has had some happy news in that he's just got engaged. So very quickly, we've all seen the photos. Is Philogius' engagement a hit, miss, or a maybe? What do we think? A hit? We think Yeah, maybe a maybe, yeah. Okay, we'll, well done, we'll play, we'll, play, we'll play safe. That's going to be a we'll hit, 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 hit. <laughs> so I don't know. Or, but uh, he was wearing a very nice Elang and Zona, I think, that I saw. So we'll see if that continues. Good stuff. Right. Uh, Sean, let's have a look at this. This is from Watch Collecting Lifestyle uh, and caused a bit of a giggle in the chat. This is about an organization called Origin. I assume it's pronounced that way. Right. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you have read uh, in this, while I also break across to what we're terming for for this, which is this particular generator, because this seems to be filled with every single buzz. Right. So it's one of those press releases that came out where you read the whole thing and then you realize you have no clue what the hell they were talking about because it's just a lot of buzzwords, but it breaks down to it's going to be an app that these three people with ties to the watch world have come out with that they're saying, you will now be able to take a picture with your smartphone and they will be able to authenticate a watch just by you taking that picture. Very interesting. They don't explain how that's going to work, why they think it's going to work or uh, how they're going to get the watch community to accept it because they do talk about how manufacturers are going to be setting it up and that manufacturers will have to provide a digital, uh, I don't know if they call it a template or whatever, to, to validate the pictures against. And then they kind of imply that there's going to be so much technology that no one else will be able to you know, hack into it and change the template or do anything of that. But for me, if that's true, if they have that kind of technology, that should be the product they're selling if it's, you know, hacker proof. But they don't give any idea of who these manufacturers are that they're going to be working with, how it's going to work, or how it's any different from like the face technology we have on our phone already that, you know, people have been able to put masks on and like get past the Apple like screen share. So it's just one of those things where it's a lot of hubbub and I don't see it going anywhere especially since this was the only place I saw reporting it. It just looks like someone paid for an ad, put it in a whole mm -hmm. bunch of buzzwords. <laughs> it's AI and machine learning. What else do you need to know? I mean... Rick, <laughs> Rick go, to the, go to the top again. 
The top yeah. of that article. The top of the article, the two things that made me laugh the most about it was go to the top was Swiss non-profit. So that proves that it doesn't exist. And then if you go down a little bit, the first thing they then talk about is X X hundred million pounds worth of uh, turnover of watches. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that. Like, it's Rolex a non-profit, Swiss non-profit too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well I believe I believe you. Non-profit is totally okay. I mean, it does exist, believe it or not. Um, but the three guys that created this, I just I'm I'm actually didn't have to, I didn't have time to look at this before, but they're kind of well known, especially the first two. I mean, Vincent is someone that has been around for a long time. He was the the CEO of HYT, and then he started going into a different direction, doing more like liquidation type of things. Um, along with other partners that he had. And, and Mark Schwartz is the owner of that brand. Uh, what's the name of the brand already? It's a really cool micro brand. I believe that's him, uh, unless it's another Mike Schwartz. Unless uh, it's a gorilla? No, no, it's a very, it's a brand that he did in, in uh, collaboration with Andreas Treller. But I know, I guess it's another Mike Schwartz. It's not the same guy. So um, my Apologies, I thought it was this this guy. But the first one, Vincent, is someone that a lot of people know in the industry. And look, it's the trend. Everybody's talking about blockchain. Everybody's talking about authentication. eBay's doing it. <laughs> we know that. Uh, Soma tried to do it. And then you have, I don't know how many dozens of other companies. You have Ariane that is almost owned by Richemont that is doing this. You have another company that is owned by LVMH that is doing it. So is it bullshit? I don't know. It, it's hard to say because to me, the biggest issue with this whole process is how do you control the authenticity of a watch once it's sold from a private to a private? And what if that private is a dealer that flips it within, within days? Then what happens to this watch? How do you track it? To me, that's the biggest, the biggest flaw of the entire concept of blockchain for watches is that there is virtually no way of tracking a watch because of the way watches that are being traded, generally speaking, within the world, whether it's from a private to a private, from a private to a dealer, a dealer to dealer. It's just impossible. So at some point, the chain is going to be broken. There is no way it cannot be broken. And after then, how do you find that watch again? Right, but this one's not talking about blockchain. In this, yep. in this one, you could just take a new picture and get a new <sighs> authentication, and then you don't need blockchain to worry about tracking it. I think the idea is that the manufacturer takes a photo of the actual watch that they're shipping. Okay. And they then what? They create a digital template that's going to be accessible by the app so once you take a picture it's then going to do its machine learning stuff to compare it versus the manufacturer what the manufacturer says this is you know the template of what the watch should be versus what your picture is on the on your smartphone and then there's going to be able to compare it and they also suggested that it's going to be able to use you know your computer microphone uh, your smartphone microphone to listen to the watch movement and they can compare the sounds of the movement but once again this all seems like things that could be Never. fake so yeah, they're like not, they don't, they're, they're, I don't think they're claiming that they can tell it's like a specific watch down to the serial number, right. but just that it's just that it's legitimate based on, you know, 
assuming that fakes would have some sort of manufacturing issues that you would be able to tell in a photograph, which does seem like uh, bullshit. But how does this work? How can they tell? Because if you take a photograph in a different type of camera, phone, different microphone yeah. to sound what yeah. the movement sounds like, there's too many you're, variables. You're right. not supposed to ask these questions. Yeah, that, that's the machine learning part that we don't understand. Machine learning. <laughs> yeah, machine and learning I think AI. Skynet is coming. But I don't understand, how do they monetize this? I mean, nonprofit doesn't mean that you can't monetize. So are we paying for the app? Is it I mean, where is the money there? It's sounding like they're expecting manufacturers to foot a lot of the bill, and then they're going to be offering like add-on services to consumers who want to use it. So it's, it sounds like right now they're envisioning like you being able to take the picture and authenticate it yourself for free because manufacturers are going to be paying to get like their template into the system. And then it sounds like they're toying with the ideas of how to then create add-on things for consumers to do, whether it's, you know, checking the movement sound or whatever. So it doesn't sound like they fully fleshed out the idea. It's just one of those things where they're like, we're doing this. It's, it's basically a cry for money is how I read it. It's like, we have this great idea. We need more funding. Like someone hop on this boat. Yeah. So, sounds specifically like, like selling point or something. Yeah. Sounds like a pitch to a venture capitalist if I've ever seen a one. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think the whole thing must be done to fail because the minute yeah. that they get it wrong, the minute they get one false positive or they identify a fake watch as a real watch or a real watch as a fake watch and that causes a problem for somebody, the entire business model's dead. Right. I can't see how they could ever recover from that if, if it ever gets it wrong once because no one's going to have any confidence anymore. Exactly. Don't they, don't things like the technologies they use in face recognition, they struggle with things like twins. So it would <laughs> have to be... Identical. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but also machine machine learning has got its challenges as well, as was proven by the uh, Met Police in London, who installed virtual or, or the faced identity cameras that started profiling certain people, shall we say? Um, and it wasn't pre-programmed to do it. So, I just I just can't see the, the technology is too much in its infancy to actually be anything. And when you've got when you've got very experienced watchmakers for some of these brands getting super clones brought in. And at first sight, they're caught off guard by it. And until they actually get into it, aren't thinking, you know, they're thinking, mm, is that or isn't it? Until they get into the guts of it. I don't think the technology to just take a generic photograph of something is there yet. It's not even. So if you show this a there. picture of a Panerai, does it instantly crash? <laughs> <laughs> I think it just assumes it's fake. I was going to say, yeah, especially that's the AI, AI, the AI learning point. If it begins with P, it's definitely fake. Okay. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, when I was working for True Facet, we had a software that was actually developed in house by the team, the tech team of True Facet, that was doing just that. Literally, we had created this very system where every watch that was coming through the platform was going through the authentication, at least let's say like a 90% to 95% authentication process with this type of imaging comparison that was done by that software that was that was used and it worked to some extent and of course you could not open the movement so it was limiting you know for watches it limited to just the overall aspect of the watch yeah but and that, that, well. that that's fine if they've got secondary systems so if a, if, if a business uses that as a way of getting x percentage through to save time but then have backup for okay yeah. not sure if it is or isn't that's fine if this is joe blogs in the street using an app to go and buy a 
whatever, two, three, four, ten thousand pound watch. They yeah. want it to be a hundred percent. For sure. Yeah. No, we had a team of, of experts that was then opening the the watch if something was off. Yeah. Good. So talking about not uh, ideas that perhaps aren't fully fleshed out, let's very quickly touch on another naming convention that perhaps hasn't been fully thought of, particularly in the northeast of England. This is <laughs> the Our Universe, uh, meaning of Basel. Now, as far as I was concerned, this was kind of old news, but they seem to have rerun the press releases uh, such that it's being picked up in another news cycle. Is it because uh, they've got a date for it now? Time? Yeah, I think because I think because they set a date for it. And what date have they set for it? It's April 2021. I don't remember the exact date. April 1st. April 12th, I think. Yeah. There. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, at the rate we're right. going at that, will get cancelled as well. April <laughs> 12th. Uh, we'll see. Jody and Lucy, have you ever been across any of these big shows? Not yet. No. <laughs> so I feel no. like it might be a while until until I can. <laughs> and yeah. you never made the travel from there to any big show, maybe even in, in Southeast Asia or Australasia. No, I've no, not been that far. There, there was one started in Sydney last year called Watchfest, and it's back in its second year, but they're doing it over Zoom. So even though we're relatively COVID safe here, it's uh, mid October and it's all over Zoom. So who knows how on earth they're going to manage that, but that's what they've decided to do. I mean, I have removed the generator from the earlier article, but actually this press release is just as bad. Customer-focused approach, a new hospitality concept based on fair prices at the local hotel. Oh, yeah, good luck. Uh, anyway, we'll see whether that happens. I think there's... Bear in mind, I'm supposed to be going skiing at that time, and that's already looking sugary. I think uh, big gatherings will probably still look sugary this time next April. So we shall see. There is a list of exhibitors already in that exhibit yeah. section. Oh, let's have a look and see. I don't, I, I don't, you know what? I'm clicking on the exhibitors link and it's not doing anything. Let's, mm. <laughs> oh God, I'll reshare this. So you can go to home. All right, it's a drop. The benefits, it's only applications are being welcomed and a list of benefits. Shall we see what the benefits are? Meet relevant by people. People, yes. Did they, did, they, did they literally just take this generic slide out of PowerPoint and just like put a pretty picture at the top? Oh, yes. The, it does look a little bit like a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, it looks, it, it looks like one that they've just taken a template and not changed any of the words either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the line, even. <laughs> this isn't just the website template that they started off with. Yeah, <laughs> this event looks really good. I want to go to the Lorem Ipsum watch event. <laughs> That's her watch branch. She can't give that away. Can't be watching. Uh, so yeah, let's. Uh, I, I'm tempted to say that somebody needs to register another version of this website, but I'm not going to give the game away because I'm inclined to do it myself and register the Bro Dinky version of of this particular account. So. <laughs> See what happens. Right, so let's we hit this meeting. Uh, let's start here <laughs> with this GLC Polaris Mariner collection. I have Why to not? say, I think GLC have actually released a decent watch, and it's not dependent on some story to do with horses. 
does everybody else think about this? That's that's a winner that watch. Finally, they've done what they should have done. Not what I was expecting, but it's it's better, I think, in terms of if they were going to do a sports watch, they've done it quite well. Just expensive, especially for just the date version. I thought it was a little ambitiously priced for a jail sports watch. Still, my observation: what only is it? That's that's US. So what? That's that's going to be. Yeah. Nine thousand, nine thousand UK for the date, probably give or take, and about what, thirteen or fourteen for the memo box. I think it's a bit more than yeah. I think it's a bit more than that. But... You'd be better buying a Christopher Ward. For <laughs> <Yep. laughs> buying a Ward, is that not just the rule? Yes. <laughs> uh, so I do, I do like this. I think this is actually the kind of watch that GLC have been missing a proper sports watch. I think last year it was a bit of a damp squib, or the year before actually it would be now. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit of a damp squib. Anybody got GLC in their collection? I've got a vintage one. Nice. I'm wearing my sector dial today from 2017 because yeah. when I think JLC, I still think dress watches. Like I don't think sports watches, and I don't think 11 grand sports watch. <laughs> I'll yeah, stay on the Rolex waiting list for the next five years before I buy that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah it's, it. it's 10,000 UK for the date one, 99 is, and it's 15.8 for the memo box in UK. It's a lot of money. Yeah. I think if it was that, was a long one jeans. I looked at earlier for 15. To me, that looks like a long jeans kind of watch. If it was that kind of watch at, at you know, two and a half, even 3,000, I think it'd probably sell really, really well. It'd be quite a cool thing. But I just think at that price, they're sitting themselves squarely into the kind of territory where you don't buy what's because it looks good. You buy it because it's got resale value or it's got some inherent it's thing got about the brand it. On it. The brand, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, in a couple of years, secondary market, this is going to be like seven grand. Like, I'm just, I would just wait to pick it up then. And at that price, you're, you're getting a bargain at that mm -hmm. point. But new, uh, I think that's a stretch. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I think it's a great watch, but it's a great watch to pick up. Once somebody else has taken the depreciation out on it, we'll wait, wait for that. I see Jody has vanished. Uh, maybe they just shut the electricity down in Australia for the evening. Uh, we'll see if he reappears. So, hit miss maybe on this particular JLC. Jody just see? messaged to say, My wife's laptop just shat itself. <laughs> I, I, I like it. I do like it. I would um, Watch, yes. Price, yeah, watch, probably not. That's definitely. Uh, so. It would be a hit, but then you'll get as a, as a, to me as a pure as a pure watch game. Yes, as a price. Yeah, yeah me yeah. too. Mm -hmm. Tenth, maybe same thing. Good stuff. Good stuff. So this is a next up is a watch. I I don't think anybody was expecting this particular beast to appear. The original is a very handsome watch. Uh, this also looks pretty cool. This is the Blanc Pong. This is on Houdinke's site. Uh, the Blanc Pong 50 Fathoms D8 Desert Edition. Now, ah, it's a handheart. Well, A, it looks like that handheart, but B, yeah. the of a Desert Edition dive watch does somewhat. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, hey, hey. Right, Just in right, case there's part, a really deep oasis in the desert. The, you know. the, the part of that. They're part of that greater group that provide um, Speedmaster sailing watches, so you know how it works. Do you think someone was just on the drugs? With a <laughs> they, bit? They, they, they mixed the watches up. That was what was meant to sponsor the sailing team. 
<laughs> and they were supposed to write it, but yeah, that's a very good point. So it's a lovely looking watch, though. Has anyone? I've got a bit of experience with the bath scans, and they're great. I particularly like there's one that's a triple date, which again is completely pointless in a dive watch, but is very cool. But I do like the look of this. What's the general thoughts and consensus? Um, I like it. I think too. I, I would go it ahead. Looks sorry. Like Seventy-seven fifty uh, movement. I don't know what I'm sure that's hopefully that's not what they used, but just you know the display with the date and the day to me is it's never been something that looks high end, um, but that's personal. Uh, I like the colors though. I think it's uh, it's it's original. It's different for them. Yeah. I was, yeah, just... I was gonna I was gonna say I would like it a lot more without the date. I think it does give it like a Seiko five kind yeah. of look. Mm. Yeah, I thought that. I think if you're gonna have yeah. that date on it, at least have it a light coloured date wheel to match the bits around the outside. But yeah. I'm not sure I like those metal numbers around that side. It looks like it should have an internal bezel, and instead it's got these kind of extra little metal bits. So for me, yeah, it's just it's not, it's just it not pulling busy. together. It looks. I tell you, it reminds me of. It reminds me of you know when you get like an oversized Invicta type watch with a tiny little quartz movement in the middle. That's what it, it, it's there sort of brings to mind for me. And it, it, obviously, it's not the case because the date's going to the end. But it looks like it's got kind of a, a dial set in the middle of the dial space. Yes, it does. Now that you mentioned yeah. it, all right, okay, I can't unsee that now. <laughs> <laughs> we have Jody back as well. We have like a, a no, I don't see him on the list yet. Have you let him back in? Oh, you've let him back in. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> like a, a, a wee mini watch inside a great big watch. Oh, oh no. Yeah, you're there. It looks watch a bit inception. <laughs> it looks a bit like Oris. There's an Oris that's got the, where the numerals are over a kind of background. I can't remember which one it is, but uh, it still does look pretty cool. Though. How yeah. much is the Blancpain? This is... How much do you think it is, Sophie? What would you pay for this watch? Well, uh, you know, it's uh, there is not, no... At first, I thought it was a chronograph uh, when I saw... The, uh, the day and the date. And I figure, why did they remove the whole chronograph look? But it's just a day and a date. It's just like, there is not much going on there. It's Blancpain, so yeah, I'm not surprised about the price now that I see it. I was expecting something more like in the entry level Blancpain, like 9,500. Yeah, it's 12,700 um, limited, yeah. 500. It certainly is a bit different, no doubt about that. So, hit miss maybe on this one? I'm not of the hands. I don't know why. I just don't feel like they fit. So yeah. 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 So it looks like yes. it's a, a universe. It's a maybe yeah. trophy. And I think it's a mystery of everybody else. Jody, you maybe give, I'll give it a maybe. I'll give it a maybe. Me too. If you're going, if you're going yeah, to buy a I quite like the colours, but yeah. Yeah. Like the dial dial colour is really nice. If you're going to get a 50 fathoms it has to be the automatic, not the bathoscope. Yes, if you want, if you want the the whole original uh, uh, OG of yep. going on with divers, right? We spoke about this in the podcast with Dave. Let's get the general opinion now that this has rolled on to the rest of the world, uh, away from uh, Jody's uh, area. Uh, the Tudor Royal Collection. Now, I thought this had an E in the end of it. No, it we had, we had, no, we had, no, it doesn't. We had that joke. It's not a cheeseburger. But it doesn't have, I still thought I had me in the end. I it's just you, the way that no. Dave pronounces watch brands. 
Royale. Well, here's here's an interesting story about this one then. So this is what seventeen hundred ish quid for the forty one. Oh. So, in the UK, these are boutique only, and there is one boutique in the UK. And as and as it stands already, on the forty one blue, on the bracelet, non diamond, there is already a quote year to year and a half waiting list. No way. Are kidding me? Nope. Retailer for Tudor. I am absolutely so doing my. I, I, I spoke to I spoke to the young Declan about this, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'll check for you." And then he texted me the next day and said, "Yep, so it's boutique only, and there's only one boutique in London, and they've already got a waiting list for it." Just for the blue one. Uh, for, basically, for for any of the ones that you would want, and most folk want this one. <laughs> Wow. So basically, Tudor need to bring out a third brand. So you've got Rolex, Tudor, and then Tudor Junior that's yeah. attainable. So a 1,700 quid Tudor that initially never launched in Europe or America because they didn't think it would probably sell here. They're finally launching it and they're being assholes about it already. Oh, that's outrageous. If I'm a retailer, because so many lower-end retailers... The great big brands also sell Tudor, and Tudor's probably the top brand they sell in their store. Mm-hmm. I'd be absolutely raging yeah. with else is going on in the world not being able to retail this. That's astonishing. It looks to me like I was gobsmacked. They've, they've taken somehow all the best bits of Rolex and Tudor watches from the ages, thrown them away, and they made this watch out of what was left. It's <laughs> a no from you then. It's, a nice it's an homage for the Fly Magic. It's awful. It's awful. It's also got that constellation case design to it. So yeah. is this an opportunity for Omega to be like, oh, you can't get this tutor in the West. How about you actually come and start buying constellations in the West now? Like, because yeah. this is a shape that's like it launched it. in Asia first because they sell in Asia. Like the constellation for Omega sells in Asian markets. It's never really sold well in Western markets. And so Tudor launching this in Western markets is interesting. And it's kind of making me wonder, is the waiting list contrived? Are they kind of shortening supply just to kind of build up hype to kind of actually get people to want to buy something like this in the West now? Or well, is it actually... I mean, learning bad habits from their father. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a generic stainless steel ETA movement watch at 1,700 quid. They can make as many as they fucking want. Yeah. It's a good-looking watch. I like it. it. I, I agree. Like the way the, the, the bracelet is with the case, it's really nice. I don't like the bezel too much. Um, yes, I think it's a little bit. Bezel. Yeah, it's a, a little bit busy, and it doesn't. I don't know why. Like, I don't understand really the the reason for this. I think it would be so much nicer if it was sleek and would just bring out the integration of the bracelet. Um, but it's what twenty three hundred US dollars, right? If it's seventeen hundred, yeah, I think pounds. yeah, just yeah. just over yeah. two thousand to start at. I think yeah. Okay. It's a good price if you can get them. It's but you know, market. yeah, Tucker is coming up with a day date in a few months, and I promise you, they won't be a wait list, and you can have, it. <laughs> and it will be less expensive. This episode sponsored by Tucker. Always <laughs> the sales one. Send you the invoice shortly. Shameless plug. <laughs> well, should we not speak to Jody about what's been happening with his channel recently and videos that are doing quite well for him since so he's a guest? That, so does that then mean we can invoice both Jody for promotion, Sophie for promotion, and then Mike for promotion, or does he get his first one free? 
Well, what you can do is um, you can send out invoices and stuff and send them to live watches and see if they get paid. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so, Jody, what is happening in Jody world? You're both, you and Ricky are wearing Zelos, so I'm assuming something Zelos is on the go. I think his laptop's frozen again. <laughs> it does look rather spacey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's assume that Jody. Let's finish, oh, that is, yes, it does take, you know, it, it is a bit slow. Let's let's finish the Tudor stuff by doing Hit Miss Mary on this then. So Hit Miss Mary on the Tudor Royale while we see what Jody's up to. I think it's a, a, a mix, a mixed bag of hits and misses. I'm just going to see, all right, Jody has now disappeared, so hopefully you are here <laughs> uh, shortly. Good stuff, right? I we well, we're at forty minutes or so. Let's have a look. Seen as Jody is not here. Yeah, his internet is crap. He's just moved into the house, so yeah. All right, okay. So we might we may not see Jody back, but let's very quickly go through this. I can't remember who put this in the chat. I know nothing about this subject other than I'm completely confused now as to what it is that Seiko are doing with this range because there seems to be. One every two minutes. Uh, oh, Street Fighter Junior. I read this as yeah. the burrito originally, but <laughs> clearly not. So, who are these people? Nobody. Uh, I don't. It's it's an I anime kind of, stuff. Yeah, I believe. I put it in Naruto, just not the yeah. other one. Oops. Uh, so. Who yeah. did the, um, the was it the Street Fighters? Yeah, yeah, they're very, they're really similar to the Street Fighter stuff. Yeah, I mean they're pretty cool, but honestly, if no one, oh, there's a third one. Oh right, there's. I thought there was just two. Okay, there's a full range. That's one quite... for each character. Research, Rick. Research. <laughs> but uh, it's a watch I'm not particularly interested in. It'd be great for kids. Yeah, until you just put their boutique only and seven grand. Uh, they're four <laughs> euro. <laughs> Can't blame them. They're a bit big for kids as well, aren't they? Weapons. Weapons. This is the actually, two millimeters. I saw one of the um, uh, Street Fighter ones today, actually, and it's they're they're really nicely made. I think it's about it's just sub four hundred UK. It actually, was I was the, the color palettes are pretty strong to be fair, but actually, it was quite a nice piece. Who did you see it? Uh, <laughs> see, that looks like so, the dial so, of the other one. Some somebody was wearing it uh, who works in the Rolex boutique in Glasgow. <laughs> 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 uh, good which did, did humour me greatly these are quite nice I have to say uh, I, I mean I don't get the cultural reference but just the standalone watches and a colour palette yeah. so they're actually quite pleasant yeah some of the I'd say plainer ones more simple ones <laughs> are, are quite nice yeah good oh, so I'm not listening to any particular strong opinions here oh something one of them poke no it's not a Pokemon who ever saying that in the chat it's something else people fighting each other uh, so hit miss maybe on this distinctly a distinct shrug a distinct meh if you I like. mean for the price yeah if you like it if you yeah. like that thing it would be really good if you're really into those Bur burritos <laughs> about it <laughs> you like burritos so let's go then to this now jody is away and she was no signs of coming back so i'll rely on ricky's great knowledge of zealous then shall we ricky oh mike mike tell I'm not so good. i've never seen a zealous in real life so i'm not uh, 
<laughs> so you know, I I actually I actually have uh, one of these Makos right here as well. Yep. Saved. I just, Perfect. I just didn't I just didn't happen to be wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> so which one is it that's coming out? This is the Mako forty mil diver. This is this thing. Only you've got it in bronze. It's the version three. Version three. So yeah, they yeah. they they kind of release them in waves. Like they'll release five or six colors, and then they'll do a bronze series, and then they'll do a new stainless steel series with different colors. And it's hard it's hard to keep track of. I mean, as a four hundred dollar bronze watch, you know, if it ticks and keeps vague time, that's not a bad gig. <laughs> is well, it? this has only been here for about an hour, and it's really nice. But it's 17 minutes behind already. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm a watchmaker, so I can fix these kind of things. That's what... Did I tell you about the Louis Monet watch that I fixed yesterday? No, go on. I, f I fixed the watch yesterday. Uh-huh. How did you fix it? I'm not telling. Did you return it on the warranty? The, the watch was like this, and it wouldn't move, as in wasn't going round. And I may have I was done say, something did you give to it get it away again. Yeah, the Vostok slap. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is that the term hashtag Vostok slap? So it is so tell us about the sellers then. Is it decent? Yeah. Um <laughs> seems to be. Insightful. <laughs> that it is decent, uh well finished. The, the chapter ring, the bezel is good, <laughs> everything lines up, the hands look decent, it's got a kind of swirl effect in the dial. Color coded date disc, yeah, for the money, it's pretty damn good, and it's got some nice polished edges as well in the case planks. Cool, it's I mean, 400 bucks. I, think I thought it was a grand, is that right? I thought, it, yeah, because I thought for some reason these were a grand, and if it's 400, that's incredible. Yeah, they're yeah. only they're 399 US. I've had a few different Zellos over the years, and they're always really, really well done for the money. Yeah, would you pay a grand for it? Zellos has always struck me as a brand that like Halios, it's the Halios if Halios was able to scale up and actually produce a lot of watches yeah. for matches. Like the kind of quality and colors you get that you kind of get that for, from Zellos if you can't get your Halios. Mm -hmm. Well, as to would I pay a grand for it? No, because it's not my style, but I'm going to do some macro stuff and see what it's like under magnification, but it really is decent, really good. It's Christopher Ward quality so far, and they're up to about a grand. Yeah. Is this the guy? This is like a one-man band, isn't it? Am I yeah, too some... sure. And they, they produce all sorts of meteorite stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've used quite a few um, unusual materials over the time. They've done like a Damascus steel case, um, yeah. and they, they did actually one carbon stuff. Yeah, they right. did that as well. It's got a fish on the back. Alternatives. Uh, Are they using Japanese movement? Uh, Myota, I think. Yeah, this is, and they also produced the yeah. tourbillon, the same tourbillon that Orage were supposed to use. Yeah. I seem to remember. It's all coming back to me. This is the meteorite. Well, that's quite pretty. That's quite pretty for 600 bucks. I but don't know how they can be profitable. It just makes no sense. It, I just, I I'm, would love to talk to them and understand how they there can. There's more, Rick. What's more? There's more. And there's more. Or, so it comes with a really funky metallic warranty card. All right. Right. Uh, am I full screen just now? 
can put your full screen. Yeah, I'll on. show you what well. comes. Right. Wooden box. Uh huh. That's not bad. Really good. Nice. And oh. comes with uh. decent leather with soft internals. So if that's only, as you say, what was it, 400, 600 bucks with all this stuff? 400. Not bad. Oh, it's amazing. Sophie, it's because they don't live in a pen in Miami like you do. That's why yeah. they uh... came from Singapore. <laughs> yeah, but still, it just, I, I think that I just, I, I'm curious to understand their, um, the structure of the brand to be able to offer these prices to the public and be profitable and not produce in mass quantities. Do you want me to invite them on to SWL? We can have a chat about it. Yes, go for it. I mean, yeah. we can send them their username and password right now if you want, if you think they'll come on in the next 14 minutes. <laughs> Doubt they will. Doubt they will. Then that will be yeah. fine. So, go hit miss maybe. I think this is quite decent. Yeah, it's it's right up there with, so last week was, what was the watch that looked a bit like that JLC that you were wearing, Sean, that got... Oh, the Baltic. Yeah, Baltic. the Baltic HMS. This is right up there with the Baltic then. Uh, what is it we're talking about? Of that. What? Is it the Zealosh or we're just asking about the Hitmas maybe? Us. Yeah. All right. Have you hit your head and lost your memory from... No, I'm too busy just looking. You're too <laughs> Good stuff. Right. Uh, we will skip over to this one, which got, uh, which I won as to how many hands it was and what I actually did on the podcast with Dave. Yeah, apart from the fact you got the name entirely wrong. So, uh, apart from getting the name entirely wrong i got everything else entirely right this is the uh this is from morris's own website the reno air races any of you stateside people been to the reno air races nope nope good wrong, that, si wrong side of the states for me yeah. right. reno and the other side is it yeah uh, i really like the look of this i think it's a lovely looking watch what do you guys all think i like it too it's simple it's nice yeah. Is that the dirt oh, wheel in the so middle of it? I can't quite see on the dial. Yeah. Yeah, can you zoom in? Yep, if you hold on. Share that. It's a, it's a lot of functions for a two and a half thousand euro watch. Uh, unfortunately, Oris's website is not allowing me to zoom Scroll in. Hold down a bit. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, it is a roulette center right. eight mm. wheel oh, okay. and, and a GMT hand. I really like that. Yeah, that's it. That. Yeah. that is lovely. Aren't some of those big crown... good watches? <laughs> Aren't some of those big crown pilots bigger than this one? Because when I first looked at it, I thought it was, I, I thought it was going to be about forty-four because it just looks bigger. But forty-one, it's pretty good. Yeah, Speedmaster size, isn't it? Good size. Uh, yeah, it's a lovely watch, and the loom looks pretty cool as well. They do do good loom, do Oris, and the blue loom they do is always really nice. That, that case back too, that's a nice engraved sort of design on that. Yeah, it's limited edition with the Reno Air races, the kind of blow up things that you have to drive your plane around. 
whatever it is you do on a plane. <laughs> I use your plane around. <laughs> Discretionary <laughs> landings. Discretionary landings. Uh, yeah, they really should make one with an... Well, if it was me flying it, they'd have to make one with those orange bezel things on it that Bremen do for when I crash, inevitably. <laughs> so, hit miss maybe on this Oris. I quite like yes. this. What is yep. it? Mm. Yeah. It is. It's Getting getting full getting full marks today. Yep. Okay, let's see if we can ruin that line for a minute by <laughs> at this, which I suspect will not be a global hit. Certainly, if Arthur or Dan were on, it would not be this monochrome. Lewis season or Dan forty two mil. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What happened there? Is it That's better. That polo watch. The polo's back. <laughs> I think the polo over that one. <laughs> I just don't understand. They, they're having quite a decent run of it, Ulysses Nardana, with that diver that looks like, a, you know, that kind of takes on that carbonite docks, I think. I, I don't know what they're doing here. So what the, the dual time is shown by a time numeral at nine o'clock, and then it's got a big date at... Three, no, at two. <laughs> it just looks wrong. Shite. This is so much going on in the wrong places. Yeah. Yeah, it's too busy. It's too confusing. I mean, the, 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 GM, the, the digital looking GMT thing is interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that much. I'll be thinking out of the bit, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's confusing with the date. Yeah. And why have they made one of them round and the other one's square? And white and black. It's two different fonts, I think. It looks like two different fonts, although you can't tell. It's like, but that nine does not look like yeah. in font set. Is that eight or the two? And they have to label it dual time just because they know you're not going to get it. If you have to tell someone what it is because you already know your customers aren't going to get it, <laughs> that should be the first clue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is the typical dual time time of uh, Yudis Nardin. It's not new, but it's just now it, it's crazy with that date on the other side that is not even, it's not even symmetrical. <laughs> like the, num the numbers have got different spacings in between them and it like really upsets me. <laughs> I like the bracelet. I'll give, I'll give them that. Uh, and why bother putting the uh, I, uh, no, well, what even is, no, it's that's a B.I. No, it's meant to be IX, but yeah, it's like been cut off so that you've no idea. There's an upside down V or an X. Oh, no, but, but isn't I, no, IX is nine, isn't it? IX is VI, six. I think it's upside down. <laughs> okay, one at a time, that one at a time being me, this at the bottom looks like it says I and X in that it's cut halfway, which would be nine. Yeah. And that's at six o'clock. Nine is also no, no, no. Because look at the one at nine o'clock. The little what? triangle part cut out is much smaller than it is at six o'clock. Well, that looks like it's just four. Let's just all agree it's fucking atrocious and move on. <laughs> yeah, it is messed up, man. Do you want me this... to get the least not done on the next show? Yes. Yeah, get him on and I'll we'll tell, we'll tell him it's straight. Right way up. The... How is that in any way? <laughs> so that's a down BI. 
it's it's it is upside down, but uh, yeah, I'm not why, no, no. So no. if it was we're gonna no. have to get Roman numerals up as well. If that's upside down, that should be the other way around, surely. Because ah, if that's no. upside that's, down, that's, that's right. if that's, that's upside right. down, if that's upside down, that would be it's six VI. Yeah, VI. You're real. Oh, anyway, okay. The color. Rick, you're wrong as usual. Move on. Move <laughs> on. Yeah, it doesn't That's look just right, okay. And de depressed with how much? How much does it cost? Depressing. Tell right. us. <laughs> Have like a oblong. Because if that's if that's more than two hundred and fifty quid, twenty-two thousand <laughs> euros. Oh wow. word! Gold is eight thousand three hundred in steel, which is actually. No, that's not. It's not. Don't do not say that's good. Do not say that's good. <laughs> I would not pay eight hundred and thirty dollars for that. I was going to say yeah. If that if that was oh, yeah. four nine nine, I'd still not buy it. It's yeah. a Picasso watch. Yeah, uh -huh. that's bad. What's everybody saying in the chat? There's also the debate going in the chat about what the numeral actually is. It's also it's also 42 mil. That's the proper size of watch, Dave. You need to learn. Uh, even the, the bottom, to go back to you, Rick, the bottom number, it looks like the line is not even straight. It looks like it's, and it's only Did that also say only the 42 hour power reserve? Yeah, hold on a second. Let me go back because this is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 42 hour power reserve. Wow. Are we that has bezel actually has the bezel misaligned? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's like the the line of that number on the bottom, whatever that is, the middle one, the middle yeah. that one. It should be connected to something. It's like wavy. Yeah, it's not there's not a straight line across it's it waves. <laughs> yeah. You've got to have one complete one to be able to cut it off like that, and it makes sense. Oh my God, this is so bad. It's a mess. Let's hope that this is a render, oh, yeah. actually, a, a Photoshop. Uh, anyway, can I suggest we do a hit miss? Maybe as we close. Let's let's reveal the scores in the door. Do we need to? <laughs> oh, Mike! Mike's giving it a yes. Has added an S. That's an extra an S hit. <laughs> We'll add minus points uh, for this. This is the first watch to score minus one. Uh, Did you guys see the new Richard Mille? The Nadal one? Yeah. Yeah. It's with the tennis racket on the it dial. Took, like 12 grams. <laughs> they reduced it one gram. Yay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's also one of the... I, I don't know what to think about this watch. Well, talk amongst yourselves about it for those that know it well. I find you a picture. It's the one of it. that has like the three numerals. It's got like a two and a nine. It's a, like it's just weird looking on the dial. It's weird looking, and, but it's like the more you look at it, and it becomes kind of interesting. Forget the price; it's Richard Mille, so the price it's like a over, million. It's over a million, I think. Yeah. Yeah. A million fifty, I think, because why not add that extra fifty grand on? Just It's a round and error interesting but it doesn't work like if i had a million dollars i'm surely buying another vacation home rather yeah, than yeah because you are a normal you're not a rich <laughs> <laughs> meal nice thing anyone's ever said to me you're not a richard meal buyer i have found it so i will be displaying it yeah. shortly so I, I was finding the downfall watch that we spoke about on an earlier podcast which also reached oh yeah uh, this is new one right here we go this is the Richard Mille is, is this because of a 10 year anniversary sponsoring the Dow? I think this is holding yeah. Jesus that's ugly it is it's a no, crazy no, 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 no. watch 
I thought it was like a yeah, I was blueprint thinking, or like a picture of a watch. There you go. Here's the man himself wearing it for one shot. I don't think he's actually playing it. He's hitting a Ulysses Nardan across the net. It looks like he's smashed a tennis ball and half the parts have fell out of the watch. <laughs> uh, it's it's not a pretty piece, is it? It's it's some time on it. <laughs> it's different. It's, there is something about this watch. It's kind of mesmerizing. Like you, you're kind of hypnotized by it. Uh, I, I drunk to spend a million quid. <laughs> is this a case of just because you can doesn't mean you should? Correct. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know how many they made if it's only one. 50. 50. 50? 5 0? Yep. 5 0. Surely they'll never actually make 50 of these, will they? Wow. That'll be 50 people in the world that'll pay over a million for something like that. I'm sure they'll laugh all the way to the Too much money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's plenty plenty of special people out there. <laughs> and then fine, we'll, we'll spare their blushes for Hit Miss maybe, but what I'd like to do is just quickly touch on this. Unfortunately, can't uh, increase it, but this is a post from Philip's watch, from Philip's uh, auction house, and they have a full set of the new Rolexes already up for auction. So, what do we think about the fact that someone's already managed to go into an AD, buy the whole lot, get through the ADs, Rolexes? You know, really close relationships don't flip these and has already got them up for auction and Dave is it you just just sums Rolex up is it La, La California they went in bottom all and now auctioning it off <laughs> to, to pay the <laughs> yeah <laughs> to the best story ever the irony in the win moral victory yes yes there we go so that's that's happening at some stage it's apparently a Hong Kong watch auction which I actually can't find on Philip's website but there we go Good stuff. Right, well, we'll draw this to a close. Uh, unfortunately, Jody vanished halfway through. They dragged him back off to prison. Uh, Mike, what's coming up on Wristwatch Review UK in the foreseeable future? Let's have a look. What will be a second? I've got, um, I think I've just published the Neminus, haven't I? That was the last thing. And then I've got a couple uh, lined up, which are the Carl Watch Multiverse, K-A-A-L, um, Interesting, I shall say. <laughs> I'll turn them more than that. It's uh, it's one of these unusual ones. I think it's not dissimilar to the one that we've just looked at. Uh, and then after that, a few a couple of fashion brands. We've got the Zero West coming up, which is um, an interesting one that's going to be in there. And then hopefully in the new year, I'm going to uh, branch out a little bit and do some more interesting kind of articles about things other than watch reviews. So keep your eye open for some of those. Some uh, buyer's guides, eBay buyer's guides, buying cheap Seiko, that kind of thing. Mm. So it's, it's not that you're branching out into your Commodore 64 habit? No, I'll, I'll leave that for uh, for my other life. <laughs> ah, good stuff. Good. And what is everybody else looking forward to this week? Uh, Lucy, what are you looking forward to in the world of watches? We didn't really spend much time talking to you specifically about your own collection, but uh, right. find you online. Uh, <laughs> find me online. Um, usually on there. Um, I don't know. I'm looking for a diver, I think, next, in terms of my collection. I've got a lot of vintage, so maybe something that I can take out in the rain without worrying about, other than my OP, which has now been discontinued. So, always a bonus. Hey, we've got something. 
I, and anybody else? What else is coming up? Sean, Dave, Dave, you've got a big week next week, presumably, with the uh, Snoopy. No idea what you're talking about. Not a clue. Not a clue. What time are you coming over on Monday again? <laughs> well, keep an eye out on the website because there will be Snoopy action uh, about there, so to speak. And Sophie and Sean, you get anything? There's a good uh, watch show that is happening in the US. It's called Microlux. And uh, it's going to be virtual. And I'm going to try to see if I can find the link so you guys maybe can post it in the comments. Because many brands are going to be participating, including major brands like Breitling and uh, others of that caliber. And for the first year, it's going to be held virtually. It's usually taking place in Chicago. And it was originally more for micro brands. And I guess, you know, everybody's kind of hungry for a show. And Ariel Adams from a blog to watch is um, very involved in that show. We're gonna, there's gonna be a lot of interviews that are gonna happen with brand owners and new releases. So I think it's gonna be interesting for everyone to uh, log on and check it out. It's uh, gonna be, I believe in the middle of October um, or end of October. But I will that, send you the link. Does that have anything to do with watch time? Because watch time is also no. doing their stuff, but they're doing it all online and it's also at, in the middle yeah. of October. <laughs> yeah, no. In control of their Instagram account at the moment. <laughs> I think they got it back, yeah. Because they keep um, losing it again because we keep getting people swearing at us through Instagram. Yes, they, because we exchanged direct messages with them after they got hacked. Continuing on for that, the person that's hacked keeps on getting back on somehow and rude messages. At least we think it's them. They're claiming that it's them as opposed to them just taking the mic directly. But they keep they saying things about Rick's mum. Uh, I don't think it's my mum they're talking about. I'm yeah, sure. Your mom. Okay, no, thank you all very much uh, for joining us this week. I think next week will be quite a, a big week in the World Watches, so tune in again next Friday. Uh, you can also find last week's Scottish Watches Live as a podcast that will go out uh, shortly and then this one will go out as a podcast next week and all the back catalogue viewers are interested. Arthur and Dan are not on this Sunday but we will have special stuff happening in the world of the Scottish Watches podcast next week. There are changes afoot. We will Do I know about these? Yeah. You know okay. I mean. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm fairly sure we had a minute phone call about two hours ago agreeing them but there you go that might just be my impression so you okay. will see you might see that happening next week or rick might get his memory ricky might get his memory back and we'll see what happens so anyway thank you all very much for joining me and as we say is goodbye from me and goodbye from all of them goodbye everyone Goodbye. Well, that was it for this week's Scottish Watches Live. Tune in to the version with our wonderful faces every Friday at 4ish p.m. on the Scottish Watches Live channel. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts and YouTube videos wherever you search for Scottish Watches. From me at Sam and her Watchbox, have a great week. <laughs>